Okay, now to focus on the fundamentals behind the bid in gold and discuss the week that was in metals. Let's bring in Zane Callion. He's joining us this morning, the CEO and director of Infinity Stone Futures. Zane, good to have you back. We just looked at gold, the move up this week. What's behind the bid? Yeah, I think it's a it's a perfect storm for gold. I think we're ready to see a pretty big breakout. We're going to see numbers north of 2000 in 2023, and I think we're pretty excited about it. Um, really, when you look at it, like even in the face of rising interest rates, I think a lot of that's priced into the kind of the bid that you're seeing and the, the upticks that you're seeing. And I think this rally is just going to continue. Um, if you look at the data, house, housing starts are down. Um, you're seeing this new data with Russia and China talking about doing a, a gold-backed uh, cryptocurrency um, to hedge against the U.S. dollar. You're seeing a lot more talk about a petro yuan. Um, and then beyond that, I think we're you're starting to see kind of the effects of inflation start to manifest themselves or of uh, taming inflation start to manifest themselves. And I think all those things together are really going to kind of continue to push gold higher. And and then beyond all of that, I think everyone's starting to see the specter of a, a real showdown in Washington that's mm -hmm. going to even push this further. Uh, definitely debt crisis, ongoing geopolitical crisis seems to be uh, booing gold here. Let's talk, is this a gold-specific story, Zane, or a rising tide lifts all boats, or boats kind of thing? We're seeing the same thing in other metals, rare earth, precious industrial-based metals? Yeah, I think we're, I think it's pretty evident that given the recession that is looming or we're already in the midst of, um, and we'll look back at that and, and see that. I think a commodity super cycle is kind of inevitable now at, at this point. And, and that's that's my belief, but I think we're starting to see the, the early stages of that. Um, gold is going to be kind of one of the best performing assets in our mind for the next 12 months. Um, I think this raising of the debt ceiling is really going to be something that's going to drive a lot of that growth and a lot of that price appreciation. But if we take a step back and look at Historically, all commodities really do perform, and I think there's already you're already seeing massive shortages in copper. Um, and I don't know, there's not a lot of uh, foreseeable supply to really meet that increase in demand. Demand is tightening, or supplies in, uh, tightening considerably. And if you look beyond that, I think you're seeing all these new initiatives towards uh, the energy transition and renewable energy and the EV uh, transition. And with all of those things, you're going to need an intense amount of copper to really support that. And, and copper, I think, is going to follow quite quite closely after gold very quickly. You know, along those lines, and we're actually looking at copper here. This week, uh, recently, I should say, a nice move up through the $4 level and holding that level. The World Bank predicted a couple years ago in 2020 for critical metals uh, to soar uh, come 2050 by 500%. Is this still the base case, even after some of the changes we've seen in terms of global economy? Are these still expectations? I mean, we know they're going to see some big increases, but uh, to that extent? Yeah, like I think if you look beyond next year, next year I think you're going to definitely see a slowdown and that might take a little bit of pressure off the price. But if you're looking longer term, there really is still going to be a huge shortage in these metals. And that price, that uh, coming off of the price might actually intensify the rally that comes thereafter because you're going to see a lot of companies kind of cut, cut, cut back on production and that's just going to, uh, there's going to be an overhang when production does ramp up and the economy starts to heat up again. I'd imagine, uh, Zane, a lot of people are thinking the same thing about China, right? The reopening trade's been kind of slow, but once it really kicks into gear, in theory, that should add a significant amount of demand. 
For sure. Yeah. And I think that's going to drive gold. I think it's also going to drive a lot of the other base metals too. And I think lithium is something that we still see a lot of potential upside in. I think it's a lot of people may think that it's, it's heated up too quickly and it's, it's going to kind of come crashing down a little bit, but I do think that you might see a little bit of pullback, but that's just going to reverse itself very quickly. Zane, talk to us a little bit about um, what you're involved in in terms of the supply side and kind of uh, providing some of the uh, easing, some of those demand pressures that we're seeing. Uh, What's the latest? Yeah, we've been working on a, a lot of new copper projects. We see a lot of potential upside there. We uh, we just started uh, working on a 39 um, million ton uh, copper deposit in Arizona that we're uh, we're pretty excited about. But then beyond that, I think there's a lot of opportunity still in lithium. We have our pro- our lithium projects in Ontario and Quebec, um, some of the best jurisdictions to operate in the world. You saw earlier this week the Canadian government approved um, 700 million dollar. Um, sorry, they approved the lithium mine in uh, northern Quebec, the Galaxy Galaxy Lithiums. Uh, James Bay project. And we have a project that's very close to there. Um, I think it's a good indicator for the industry that the government's very supportive of making sure these mines do get permitted and built. Um, and we're going to continue to push forward on those. And I think the market will uh, will respond very well. An indication here that, uh, well, it should be easier to get approvals, abilities to uh, move through some of those regulatory processes. And ultimately, as you mentioned, the mine you have very close in terms of proximity. So uh, again, the idea being that uh, we'll see this kind of uh, continue. It sounds like Justin Trudeau uh, very much along and very much on board in terms of some of these initiatives and expanding some of these mining projects. Yeah, Canada is, is very rich in natural resources. Obviously, oil has been a, a big focus of mm-hmm. our economy and a big driver of the Canadian economy. But I think obviously with kind of the macroeconomic uh, indicators and push towards energy transition and away from fossil fuels, we have this opportunity to really be able to capitalize on that with the rich mineral deposits that we do have, whether that be lithium and copper. And the government's obviously uh, indicated that it's it's behind that. It really wants to drive that forward. Um, and I think the U.S. government is equally there as well with the IRA and all of the incentives that exist within the Inflation Reduction Act. I think we're pretty excited about those as well. Jane, let's talk uh, briefly about how Beijing basically dominates this market, right? But uh, I'm kind of curious with uh, what's going on there. And, uh, I mean, the, the ability to provide more lithium mines, ultimately, I mean, the attempts to kind of regain or uh, pull away some of that uh, control that China has over the market here, it does seem like we started to make some progress along those lines. Yeah, like I think it's a little bit twofold. You you saw that Tesla uh, opened their lithium refinery or started hiring for their lithium refinery refinery in Texas last week, um, which is pretty exciting. I think mm-hmm. that's the main part of the value chain that um, is missing. So we're starting to see all these new lithium development projects in um, Ontario, Quebec, um, also in California or sorry. Uh, in Nevada. And I think these are all very exciting. But I think the other piece to that that we need to start seeing is this middle of the supply chain, because still te- uh, China does have um, a huge monopoly on that. And I think you're going to start to see it quickly. I think you're seeing lots of companies indicate their interest in building these battery plants in the in states, like in the, the Rust Belt, et cetera. I think you're going to continue to see a lot of that focus. And that's really going to drive continued growth. So um, if we can get that piece right, then China, you'll start to see a lot of pressure come off um, this supply crunch coming from China. We definitely seem to be positioned properly in an expanding market. I was uh, looking at some comments from the IEA talking about demand for critical metals expected to increase uh, 6x by 2040. So we'll continue to watch this as it plays out here and definitely influences price activity in terms of the products we watch. Zane, appreciate you joining us. Zane Callion, the CEO and director of Infinity Stone Ventures.